Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, I'm Monica, your host for today's episode. Did you know that according to several research studies, people's number one fear is public speaking? Number two is death. So that means, as Jerry Seinfeld famously said, if you're at a funeral, it's better to be the deceased in the casket than the person giving the eulogy. Stage fright is real. But the good news is, you can overcome the fear of speaking publicly. More importantly, you have to remind yourself that you aren't the only one feeling afraid. In this episode, Billy Shepard, author of The Billy Shepard Presentation Method, shares with our listeners some tips and tools to help you get past any fear of speaking and becoming better presenters, leaders, collaborators, and communicators. Billy has been a presentation coach as well as a professional actor and acting coach for over 30 years. She's also worked with clients like Uber, Facebook, Cisco, Intuit, and Splunk, to name a few, as well as thousands of professional actors. Billy delivers a coaching experience that transforms how an actor acts and business people communicate. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Billy. Welcome, Billy. Thank you so much for joining us on the Beyond Barriers podcast. We are thrilled to have you here, and especially given your subject matter expertise on um, the importance of being able to speak and speak with confidence. So uh, without further ado, I want to dive right in. Tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey, and um, just, you know, we'll dive right into the conversation. Well, thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me and having me here. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you and to Absolutely. share any information that I can offer that can help anybody. I started out as an actor and mm-hmm. I left college and became a professional actor when I was about 19. And I acted and taught acting for decades. Mm-hmm. About 20 years ago, I realized that the techniques that I had been teaching actors mm-hmm. could help business people be better communicators. At that time, I was married mm. to a, a COO of a company, and I sat through so many horrific presentations and PowerPoint <laughs> slide deaths uh, here in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. I thought, these people, I have something that can help these people. Mm-hmm. And so I was invited to come in and help some people, and I started a business. The fundamentals mm-hmm. of what actors learn to do are the fundamentals of what any leader or communicator or mm-hmm. speaker has to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't invent them, you know, the, they were invented centuries and centuries <laughs> ago, and they still work. I mean, nobody's invented a way to, to improve on Aristotle's fundamentals. Right. In 2009, just briefly, I went back to get a graduate degree because my phone absolutely stopped ringing with the <laughs> uh-huh. 
crunchy. I remember I went upstairs and I told Bill, I said, I'm, I'm out of business. I had a home office and I said, I'm, I'm out of business. I'm going back to school. I'm going to get a graduate degree. And I convinced them to let me write my thesis on the application of acting techniques in business communication. Mm. And they supported me and they let me do it. That's amazing. So they were wonderful. Um, I want to say that what I've done over the years is, is get it down to the basic, the basics, the basics. Mm-hmm. And um, there are four simple components that go into getting in this thing called the present moment. Mm, yes. So that's, that's what it's about. Fantastic. Well, it is so important in terms of, you know, individuals, just, you know, myself working in corporate for many, many years and working in the um, HR space and helping people accelerate their success through the promotion process, etc. I remember many times the feedback that people would get where they just may not have made it over that hump to get promoted to the next level because they would get the feedback that, they lacked a little bit of that executive presence or that gravitas, especially when they were presenting um, in public per se or presenting, you know, in front of large crowds. So can you share a little bit about kind of, you know, what it takes for someone to kind of get to that point where they can speak up with confidence and kind of exude that presence that people are looking for? I can tell you what actors have to do. Mm hmm. And that is be clear on their intention. Mm. And that sounds like a big general thing. I know I want to teach this work group about something. I know I want to inform uh, the, the board about these statistics for the third quarter. That's a very general intention. Mm-hmm. What, what, Actors need to do is take that general intention and get it as specific as they possibly can. And that takes Mm -hmm. thought and effort and it takes some time. And here's the key to intention. It removes all fear and all self-doubt. When an actor is clear on their specific intention, Mm -hmm. I have no fear. I have no self. I could do Shakespeare with no clothes on. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. I need to get my daughter out of the castle and over the moat. I know what my intention is. Right. What occurs with with most presenters or speakers or somebody going in to ask for a raise is they don't have a specific intention. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the second part to it. You've got to have a clear intention, and that intention needs to be tied to a strong feeling inside of you. Mm. That's what people are forgetting, that it needs to matter to me what my intention is. And I oh, can go wow. with, a, with a, a personal story about that, but I, I, I don't know if, if I should do that. But the fact of the matter, well, maybe I will. because Yeah, I'm absolutely. Gonna I'm going to tell the story. Yes. I, I was fortunate enough to, to meet and end up studying with and becoming a colleague with uh, Alan Arkin, who's a wonderful mm-hmm. Academy Award-winning actor, fantastic guy, and he's quite a teacher of mine. Mm-hmm. And I first met him going to an improvisation workshop that he offered, and I flew down to Texas and went to this workshop. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular moment in the workshop where I did a scene, 
and he came up and he's a quiet speaker and he said that was very good. Now, now tie that intention to a personal feeling. And I took a minute and I breathed deeply and I thought a minute and I connected it to a feeling. And then I started the scene again. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember what I did in the scene because I was in it in the right. present moment. But when I came out of the scene, people were on the floor, pounding the floor, laughing and dying and everything. I, 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 was, I heard some kind of sound going on. The difference between having an intention mm -hmm. and tying it to a feeling is the difference between being brilliant, brilliant, where mm -hmm. people can't take their eyes off of you, and being good, being okay. And mm -hmm. that's what particularly, even as far as we come, as we've come, women need to learn. You need yes. to be brilliant, not just good. Everybody's mm -hmm. good, or everybody would be living someplace else, not doing what you've done, gotten yourself this far. This far. Mm -hmm. But brilliant clarity of a specific intention and tying to something that matters to you. Mm -hmm. Key. That's fantastic. It reminds me of you know myself as you know going growing up in in the corporate space in my career and learning to you know I did a lot of presentations. I would teach a lot of of you know sessions and learning development um, courses, but. In presentations, I remember one leader told me, he was like, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to be brilliant, be brief, and be gone. Yes. And I just remember thinking, okay, I have probably 10 minutes of their attention, even though I have 30 minutes to present, but I need to be brilliant, be brief, and be gone. Mm -hmm. um, but that's easier said than done, right? So thinking about, you mentioned that when you are intentional, that you, you know, it, re it removes a lot of the fears and limiting beliefs. And I know that one of the things that women struggle with a lot are overcoming this, you know, feeling of imposter syndrome and these fears and limiting beliefs that they can't get up and present or they're not going to be able to do that sales pitch, etc. What are some techniques that you can share that really help people get past those moments? Well, I'll tell you something that is typical. And uh, that the, the self-doubt and the mm -hmm. negative voices that, that go. First of all, that voice, I call it my black dog or my parrot. It's uh -huh. on my shoulder just telling me, you're not good enough. You can't do that. And you, you're not creative enough. And Sally's better than you are. She's eight inches taller and has blonde hair. You know, the, <laughs> all the, first of all, I want to say that voice is wrong. Mm -hmm. So any practice that I can apply to learn to train that voice to sit and mm -hmm. stay and be quiet is useful. For me, I, I meditate as, not as regularly as I like, but if mm -hmm. I'm in a, I can tell when I don't have peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And when I don't have peace of mind, that voice is having a party. Right. Mm -hmm. So I meditate. Sometimes, some people pray. Sometimes I practice praying. I don't even know really what I'm doing, but it, yeah. it seems to work. Uh -huh. so I <laughs> and uh, I also have a tremendous support system. I have people that I can call and say, I'm so afraid because mm -hmm. I'm a scaredy cat. I've come, I've come a long way mm -hmm. from how I was raised to be uh, I was to be attractive and marry a man with money. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was trained. And I'll tell you, that that didn't work. <laughs> and, that wasn't it, and it wasn't my nature. 
but I'm a scaredy cat. And so what I've learned over the years, any technique that is helpful to you, breathing, meditating, church, synagogue, friends, I have a therapist that's on call. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship. If, if, I'm, if I don't have peace of mind, I know it. And I'll call her, I'll go in for my 50 minutes and then I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also stick with people that I trust what they do, mm-hmm. not paying so much attention to what people say. And okay. I had to get older for that uh, and, and experience that. I, would, I, would, I was trusting and I would believe what people would say. Mm-hmm. Now I trust what people do. How mm-hmm. People will teach you. They will right. show you and they will teach you if you can trust them. So it takes more support, I think. Mm-hmm. Men, men have support as a rule. And I know this is 2020 and I burned my bra in the 60s. I'm <laughs> you. And it still needs adjustment. Mm-hmm. Women need to stick with the team. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is if you're a small business like I am, you need to hire very well. Mm. And if it's not working out, lose them very quickly, quickly. Instead of I got to take care of you, let me train you for this job. No, you need to be better than I am Mm -hmm. than this because I'm going to ask you questions all day long to help me because I don't know how to do this. Right. You need to be really good at this. Mm -hmm. So those are a lot of, um, a lot of, I need a lot of support. Yeah. A lot of support. And I'm yeah, and, and I think what your point is, is that there's a tremendous amount of resources within your community. So mm-hmm. having these you know, influential relationships or kind of trusted relationships to be able to tap into them in order to, to build that. Um, share a little bit about, I was doing some, some research on your book and on your site, you had some really great tips in terms of uh, kind of tips of the trade of like, you know, this happens a lot in the corporate setting where someone may get kind of thrown in the hot seat right away and not prepared to be able to speak or, you know, and needing to articulate something. What are some quick tips that people can use in order, like, if I have to get my point across, what is it that I need to do um, so that I don't, you know, just ramble on because I don't know what else to say? Oh, that, that is such a good thing to bring up because it happens to all of us. Yes. And in my experience, uh, I'm sure you've noticed it too, what occurs if somebody's asked an impromptu question mm-hmm. uh, uh, out of the blue, it, one of two things occurs. Either my brain explodes and I go completely blank and look like a deer in the headlights, or <laughs> the mouth starts going and I start talking because I have a wealth mm-hmm. of information and if I'm talking, I'm doing okay. A technique that, that we teach is for impromptu Q&A mm-hmm. uh-huh. is very simple. The first thing is to think, mm-hmm. choose a format Mm-hmm. I'll say those in a minute, and then speak. Okay. So if I'm asked a question, the first thing I'm going to do is thank the person for asking, you know, it's and certainly. I'm glad to a- answer that question, and think, how am I going to answer that question? Three formats, there are more, but three simple formats mm-hmm. to answer an impromptu question are one, two, three reasons. Mm-hmm. 
past, present, and future. Okay. Or pro and con. Mm. So if I, thank you so much for asking me that question. And I think, how am I going to answer that question? I'm going to answer it three reasons. Then speak. Uh Uh-huh. And an amazing thing occurs. I'll be on plan. Mm. That's my first reason. Now I got to think of a second reason. Oh, a second reason. Now I've got a second reason. Heading for the third. Thir- and I got a third reason. <laughs> Three reasons. And then thanks again for asking the question. Mm-hmm. It also allows, which is the best part of communicating, mm-hmm. it allows the message to land inside the listener. And the listener feels, oh, there's going to be three reasons I can tell. I can relax. This person mm-hmm. isn't going to be yammering for 10 right. minutes. There's the second reason. Aren't I smart? Yeah. I, I know there's a third <laughs> coming, and there's the third, and now I've got the message. So think, choose a format, mm-hmm. then speak. And Fantastic. You'll be, you'll be brilliant. Yes. So I know that you've gone, um, you, you were brought in lots of times to some of these, you know, big corporations to help um, coach individuals or teams on presentation skills. Um, in your experience, what has been, I would say, kind of maybe the biggest challenge that, you know, people come to you or, or you know, teams that, you know, when they come to you and say, hey, can you come coach our team on presentations? What is the biggest challenge that they're trying to solve for and how do you help them solve that? I am in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and Bay Area in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it's filled with tech people mm-hmm. and brilliant engineers and, mm-hmm. and that, that type of brilliant person. I'm so lucky that I get to, I call them my low-flying jets. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sharp, and they're so open to learning. They've been spending their life learning these technical things and numbers and math and science mm-hmm. and those sort of things, not spending, for the most part, right. rule, not spending as much time on the empathetic interpersonal relationships. You, 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 you understand. Right. A common uh, problem or, or issue to deal with is getting them and a, not even to feel in the beginning because they really don't know how to identify feeling mm-hmm. really in the beginning. So we start with an awareness mm-hmm. of feelings and then we do improvisational work and so that they can get feeling it. The, the way I work is people forget everything I say. I know you've heard this. <laughs> I, I talk and I say these brilliant things and people forget Mm-hmm. I used to take it personally. Now I realize, no, that's the human condition. What they don't forget is how I get them to feel. Mm-hmm. And when they feel connected, communicating with another person, then they get addicted mm-hmm. because it's fantastic. It's, you give a give and a take and you learn and you collaborate and something creative can be uh, exist in the world. It's the way to go. Right. But to get them to feel in that moment seems to be the biggest issue. That's why these acting techniques and performance techniques mm-hmm. are so accessible and work so quickly with mm-hmm. people. They, they don't have time 
to be afraid after a while because they've, they've got to do the next thing. So right. it works. That's fantastic. <clears throat> now, um, in reading some of your, you know, some of the research that you, you share in, in your book, you talk about, um, you know, making sure that you're confident and being intentional. And you talk a little bit about um, preparation, like preparation is key. Do you have any tips or tricks in terms of, you know, when someone is, you know, similar to, like you said, the formats of one, two, three, or past, present, future, but are there any techniques that you can share with individuals to make sure that they are preparing correctly when they're about to go give a presentation? Uh, there are so many. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one that pops into the, my mind mm -hmm. that is an umbrella over everything is if you have a pre presentation, if, if one has a presentation that they need to deliver mm -hmm. and they need to craft it, don't start with the slides. Mm. The slides are there to support y your soul. <laughs> the right. slides right. are there to support your message. And everybody says that. Right. Everybody says, yes, I get it. You're right. And then they come in and they've got all their slides set up. There's more beauty and more energy and more creativity inside of you mm -hmm. that you may not have discovered yet and won't discover until you get to the end of your presentation. And if the slides are what you're working from, you only have one roadmap to get mm. to Dallas. Right. You want to get to Dallas through Philadelphia, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, you right. might want to go to Cuba. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't start with the slides and then add the slides. Mm. That's actually a great point because I think people get caught up too in trying to make their slides pretty and designing them and then they're losing the message. And so, you know, I think that's critical in terms of making sure that you craft your message first of what you're wanting to say and then just use the slides as kind of just, you know, um, something to kind of put the, the points up there for other people who need to learn visually. Uh, well, I think that's and, fantastic. Excuse me. And, and slides are helpful. Mm -hmm. But especially now since I've transferred uh, the in-person workshop and, and individual coaching that I do to Zoom. Everything's mm -hmm. here right. and um, And it almost buried me, I have to tell you. Talk about reinventing <laughs> yourself. I fought it through, tooth and nail. I remember t telling my daughters, I'm not doing it again. I'm a certain age and I've reinvented myself enough times. I've had it. I'm not doing this Zoom thing. So uh -huh. a company here, a big company here called and said, will you, will you do it to Zoom? And I had to do it. And you know, it's turned out absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. But here's, here's the thing. Fewer slides on Zoom. Drop the slides if you have a pertinent bit of information mm -hmm. to share. Drop the darn slide. Faces are sexier than slides. Mm. We want to see you and we want to connect with you. So looking directly into the lens, mm -hmm. being with me through the lens, drop the slides, especially on Zoom. That's fantastic. And actually, I mean, like you said, it's become a reality now where overnight people had to kind of reinvent themselves, pivot. And, you know, now all your meetings are virtually. And, you know, that it's interesting because, you know, for 
for women and underrepresented groups in the corporate space where they're not the dominant um, population, they were already having a hard time, you know, kind of um, being able to speak up and hold their ground. And then now with Zoom, I mean, you can one, easily turn off your camera and kind of just sit back and, and, and listen, or two, get in front of the camera and take command of that space. So I think that's really important, like you said, looking straight at the camera and not worrying about slides and really getting people to see you and hear that message and getting it across. That's fantastic. I do have one more question. Um, you know, you in speaking, I get I get sometimes women who I'm coaching, and we coach a lot of multicultural women as well. And there are some instances where one, they don't have a very loud voice, so they don't project really well. Um, and then two, in some cases, we have some individuals who will you know come. One, their confidence is a little bit shaky just because English is a second language, so their pronunciation sometimes or their diction is off. Do you have any tips or tricks that you could help individuals that one, have a very soft voice and need to learn how to project better? And then two, um, tips around maybe diction or how someone can get past that, you know, fear of having to speak when they may have a heavier accent than, than others. I'm, I'm so excited that you asked <laughs> that question. I'm going to transpose it, if I may. Sure. Answer the second part first, and Certainly. then the, the first part, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> uh, the world is global. There are people that speak second, third, and fourth languages. It's it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. This is a pencil. Mm -hmm. If you have a pencil or a chopstick, uh -huh. I'm going to show how to improve your clarity and diction and therefore oh, wow. your pronunciation. With a pencil, okay. I'm, I'm, With I'm a pencil. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to do is show the exercise. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take this pencil or chopstick and put it in the back and have my molars hold it like this. Okay. Then I'm going to read a poem or you mm -hmm. can read a paragraph in the Wall Street Journal, whatever you choose. But I start with poetry. Uh -huh. It brings a lot of resonance to it. Okay. And so I would put this pencil, I have students as a group and individually too, put uh -huh. the pencil in the mouth and read the, read a poem, over-pronunciating, you look silly, but who cares? What <laughs> actors are doing is exercising the lips, the teeth, the tip of the, the, tip of the tongue, uh -huh. we're working out before we play football or play oh, okay. working mm -hmm. out. So it looks like this, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams and you have to have a tissue uh-huh <laughs> because there's no way to do this without slobber <laughs> so you'll need a pencil a chopstick and a tissue then after reading through the whole poem you read the poem without the pencil we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams and you will see, oh, my gosh, my diction is so crisp. So it lasts long enough for the audition. Right. <laughs> or or long the enough to do the scene in front uh -huh. of the camera. But for people that English is a second, third, or fourth language, you must start with clarity and diction first. 
Yes. Okay. Perfect. Then when you do the increased in vo- increase in volume, you're not practicing poor diction. Mm. You're practicing projecting with good diction. Now, here's what I do. If you're interested, you want to hear what I do? Absolutely. Okay. What I do is tell someone who's very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. Now it would be on Zoom, so I would have them back up in their mm-hmm. office or their room. But in person, we would have a space. And I would say, this is a catcher's mitt. Mm-hmm. And what, what you're going to do is throw the letter A in this catcher's mitt. And they'll go, A. And then I'll walk up to them and I'll say, that A fell a foot in front of you. Uh, it didn't get <laughs> Then I'll take a step back. And clearly, they will throw it a little farther, a little farther. And eventually, I'll move all over the room. And they've got to throw that A or B into this mitt. And what mm-hmm. happens very quickly is they're going, A, B, C. And they're having a blast. Then they will automatically have it inside of them that projection isn't something to fear. It's something to free my mm. personality and the energy. That's fantastic. I think those are really tangible. We're going to see a lot of people walking around with chopsticks <laughs> in their mouth practicing for that. I think, I think I'm going to use that too. Because um, you do sometimes when, you, uh, you know, when you're getting nervous or when you go, you know, and especially when you are having to recite something where you don't want any filler words and things, I think that's when you really focus on the diction and the pronunciation and um, by all means don't want to get tripped up with that and get tongue twisted. One more and last question. What else would you tell people thinking about like how, you know, what other things that should people think about whenever now that they're presenting virtually outside of, you know, just focusing on those things Given the digital age, with all of the changes coming a- across, how can they stay ahead? How, what are some tips where you tell people, practice these so that in any moment when you are, all of a sudden the Zoom camera zooms on you and they say, Monica, what do you think? And you know, how, how, do, you, how do you tell people to prepare for those instances? The other day, I, I shared this on another interview and I'm going to share it again. Mm-hmm. The other day I was, you know how you get on and you look at the news and you go over and I said, and I, and I came across a thing that said, uh, Warren Buffett says the best investment you can make. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to click on that because I like Warren Buffett. I trust him. But uh-huh. I don't know what it is. May I buy you a little something? I don't know. He said, the best investment you can make is in yourself. Mm. learn how to communicate. And I thought, oh, I was looking for a stock tip. And he's telling people, learn how to communicate. He took a Dale Carnegie course years ago. Mm-hmm. He said it changed his life. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you mentioned it earlier, this Zoom is here to stay, these virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Take advantage Take advantage of being able to talk to a person in the camera and have that intimacy that Mm -hmm. you can't have. Actors need to learn from stage to camera, from camera to stage. We have to adjust. Now you do too. Mm, that's, That's actually a really key point. So I would say look for the benefits of Zoom. Also, for the women, and and don't hate me for saying this. Put on a little lipstick. 
<laughs> a little blush on. Make yourself pretty. The camera wants attractive. Mm-hmm. Those are key points because I think, you know, you do have to learn how to communicate a little bit differently over, you know, across the waves, I guess, the, the you know, the Zoom kind of the virtual waves. It's a little different in that, you know, especially for someone like me who speaks a lot and usually when I'm in person, I, you know, there's a lot of physical um, you know, that comes with my speaking. And sometimes it doesn't come across <laughs> in the video, especially when it's just a talking head. So I think that's really important for people to, to pay attention to. Well, Billy, it has been such a pleasure to have you on and the tips that you have shared, I sure am going, are, I'm, I am positive that they are going to help individuals really kind of build that confidence when they're needing to speak, um, you know, in their, you know, in their workspace, in their work environments. And I love the tips and tricks and I definitely am going to be um, taking, taking your tip on the pencil or the chopstick and, and just exercising like everybody else does, given that, you know, this world now really does um, really it, it lives um, on the foundation of communication and so you've got to learn how to better communicate in order to get your message across and to overall just accelerate your success so thank you so much for your time oh thank you so much for having me and if anybody wants more tips they can go to www.billysheppard.com or the book is on Amazon now the Billy Shepherd presentation method. And I wanted to thank you for, for doing such good works to help people. You guys are doing a great job. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And yes, definitely. I would recommend for people to uh, look Billy up, go to her website, get her book, because as we all know, we've got a better, we've got to stand up, speak up and stand out. Thanks so much, Billy. Thanks. Mark. Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com, where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.